Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arman. And this episode is brought to you by Baron Fig. Yay, again! Yes! <laughs> uh, basically, how we doing, what you making, what's fun? Uh, we're going to check in a little, both generally and specifically. Because did you realize that we are coming up on three years of doing this show? That's awesome. Go us. Next episode, I think, is almost precisely three years. And I feel like so much has changed and so much has not changed for us, you know, like we're yeah. still we're still in that like, oh, no, don't look at me, but also look at me, but don't look at me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little bit more towards the side of look at me than don't look at me. I got to say, I feel like a little different than three years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really am, too. Like, I don't think I would ever have. I mean, I my, no. let me rephrase that. I don't think I would have applied for a residency that like soon and that like well sure I can do this I think it would have taken me like maybe another couple of years but I was like well if I'm telling everyone else to call themselves artists or you know also a little bit do it for the pod (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking what else have I done for the pod stabbed myself in the leg For the pod, of course. Yeah. Uh, if, for anyone who does remember, I took a I took a woodworking class, uh, and they warned us, and everyone immediately like cut their fingers, stabbed themselves somewhere. Because, anyway, uh, what do you do? You want to talk? Because I I'm really curious about your glass stuff. Like, what are you doing? Are you doing other things? Are you all about the glass right now? What you making? What's fun about it? I've been all about the glass, like literally a few seconds before recording with you, I was like, let me finish up this solder seam. Oh my God, I think I left my soldering iron on. Be right back. <laughs> no joke, you can totally leave that in. Safety I was just first. Task, please Everything is <laughs> fine. I did not unplug it, but it was safely in its holder as it should be, as it normally is. But just in case when I'm not around it, I like to unplug it mm-hmm. to make sure everything's fine. So, because um, it takes really almost no time for it to heat up. For those of you wondering about soldering irons, oh, okay. So, yeah, I've been making. Can like I can crazy. I give you a quick, uh, you and the listeners a quick tip? My um, <laughs> my uh, just iron, iron clothes, iron fabric, iron. Uh, it doesn't have like an on-off switch. You have to plug it in, plug it out. And so, like, I was crawling behind stuff to plug it in, and we put in one of those just like remote control on-off plug controller thingies that you just like put in the plug and then you put your thingy into it so that I can just like press your remote standing by my my ironing board. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. And it's also good because it's f- for some reason, this might not be for everyone, but it is easier for me to remember to like, because the remote is right in front of me, like on a shelf. So I take it down and I turn it off. Uh, and because it's, it's easy to forget to unplug something, right? Absolutely. Obviously, that just happened. Marco, (laughs) if you are listening to this after the fact and I forgot to mention it to you, please set that up for me. That would be awesome. Not that I am not a capable woman that can set it up for myself, but you're in charge of those things. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it's like it's really helpful both like for my back, but also just like for some sort of sense of of safety. Uh, you you were soldering right before <laughs> we started. I was literally soldering right before we started, which a great thing happened today. So I've before starting, I watched like, you know, some tutorial videos and stuff on YouTube to to kind of get into it and like see the techniques and everything. But, you know, there's only so much like a YouTube video can teach you. Mm-hmm. And 
especially if like I was really trying to consume as little as possible when it came to this craft slash artistic endeavor because I really didn't want to be influenced by anybody. I just kind of wanted to be able to make it, but I wanted my technique to be good. And for the longest time, I have been fighting with the way that the solder flows, and it's been extremely frustrating. And I haven't, <laughs> it's like, I'm so stubborn. Like, I haven't wanted to, like, look up a video. I I, I looked up a, cu- a couple things here and there, but it really wasn't answering, like, what I was experiencing. Because, like, when something is happening right in front of you, for me, if anyone knows anything about solder or melting metals in any way, like, the, I don't know. But it was, it kept <laughs> flowing off the edge and ruining my bead. And the bead is kind of like the little raised ridge on a piece of stained glass or anything that like you solder together, mm-hmm. um, almost like a, like a weld seam. And it just kept like flowing off and then flattening out. And I was like getting so frustrated just the other day. Actually, I think it was yesterday. I figured out, don't take your solder all the way to the edge. Stop before, make that pretty little bead and then join it up after everything sets. And I was like, Oh, it just, it was like the angels came down, the art angels came down and like (laughs) sung to me. And it was an amazing moment that I feel like I've leveled up my skill in, in this thing that I'm doing. And I figured something out and it wasn't like I needed to struggle. And now that I'm thinking back when I'm watching a lot of the other videos on how to do this, people would just do it and wouldn't tell you that they're doing it. You know, like Mm -hmm. in the videos, that's how they did it. But I didn't have enough um, experience yet to recognize that that was an intentional choice Mm -hmm. of how like the technique that they were using. And so learning that just like yesterday, it's like, oh, now I feel so much more in control. My pieces are coming out cleaner and even better than before. Before I was getting them pretty nice, but it would take me a lot. Like I would have to redo stuff like over and over and over And now it's coming out nicer and like better and I have more control over it. And again, like this is something that translates to basically any skill. And (laughs) right now I'm able to like express that to you all on a podcast. And you've kind of been here listening to this journey of like, I ordered a box of glass today to now I'm, I'm increasing my skill set. And it's like that satisfaction And just seeing that, like, you can level up in these things and Mm -hmm. progressively get better the longer you do it and the the more you practice. And it is just kind of amazing how our brains work and how, as humans, we're able to do this. It just, it feels so triumphant and wonderful. So I'm still quite addicted. (laughs) I, for anyone who, well, actually, for full transparency, um, I just ordered a $500 box of glass. Like, and they weren't expensive sheets. They're like 11 by 12. See, I was just and, about to say, like, that doesn't actually say it because I have no frame of reference. Like, that could right, be. Right. So I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some reference. It felt like a lot. I'm saying, like, if anyone is, like, investing in a hobby, especially once you get, like, further and further and further down the line, you start realizing, oh, no, I just made, like, a big order of, of my thing. I better stick with this, right? If you're anything like me, then after 10 <laughs> seconds, you're like done with this guy. And like, you're just pouring, you start something new. But I just put in this big order. Um, it was like multiple sheets of glass. They're all about like 11 by 12. So like a big square. And they're about 12 to $15 each, depending on like the color and texture and stuff that you get. So 
it was like putting in a big order like that, like from when I was basically buying scraps before and just mm-hmm. making whatever. And now feeling like as I post things on Instagram, people are like, oh, I want to I want one of those. I want one of these. I want one of this. Tell me when you're going to be for sale. And so now I'm like super motivated to make all this stuff. And then like, oh, I want to make this uh, rainbow heart you know, sun catcher that I've been making, but now I'm out of purple. So I have to make an order and they don't ship you just one piece of glass. You have to order like a whole pack. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, here it all comes. This is happening to me. It's really been different than any other thing that I've started where I feel like I'm producing stuff. And I think with that production comes like a certain amount of pride and ability to more easily discuss what I'm doing with other people because I'm actively ordering and making and producing something when before there was nothing. And I always felt like before painting, it's like painting is for my soul. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, it's not for me to sell. I did sell stuff. Not for public consumption. Yeah. Like when I'm really sitting down to like, I'm going to do a painting, it's like, Every one of my paintings have meant something to me deeply. And I wouldn't think of like selling the ones that I spent a ton of time on, if that makes sense. Besides like, yeah, I feel like painting some water and then there's water. But like, other than that, that was just kind of like for me. And I wanted to get better skill wise for myself. And with this, it's like production Mm -hmm. side of it. And I I wonder if you feel that with uh, the pottery as well, because like you've... I mean, you can tell your side of the story here, but to transition from like my gigantic 10 minute speech here, (laughs) (laughs) like, uh, you know, is it different to have a hobby slash craft that you do that turns into your art that just produces volume and you kind of have to get rid of it like we talked (laughs) about in the previous episode? And then that kind of like, it kind of automatically gives you the title of I am blank artist because... It's it's just there. Like you you've made the stuff. Like the stuff is there. It happened. You're a professional now. Yeah, it's you like no if longer you sell compete it... in the glass Olympics. And saying this out loud, I think I've already made this joke in a previous episode. I apologize. <laughs> but like, right? Like, doesn't it? It this has been easier for me to be like, I'm a stained glass artist. Mm-hmm. Whoa! I just said that without freaking out and without crawling under the desk. Like I can just kind of say that. I can show people pictures of the stuff that I make. I, I haven't made so much that it's like here's the pages and pages and pages of all the things that I produced. But I feel like I'm getting there, and I'm getting there quickly. And so I'm cool with saying that. And yeah. So d- Julia, how do you do? You feel that way with pottery, like with with thing and and knit pieces, like. Like the things that you make, is it easier to say because you're you're producing? Well, I think like I wouldn't call myself like I, you know, I call myself on the sort of vague level like a textile artist because I knit and sew. But I I, like there for some reason, I consider myself more of a maker. And I don't know if that's because like, well, it's just like it's a nice thing that I do, but I don't see it like the stuff that I make is maybe not art with the pottery. It's it's really funny that you were talking specifically about this because uh, earlier today, uh, Pontus and I were talking and he asked if I had considered making sort of more arty art and like, you know, charging more for it as an art piece rather than a usable thing. And we joked about making things that aren't even usable, you know, like a, a, a vase that is full of holes or something. And it's, it's funny because I... 
I like making things that people use. Like I, I, I still like, I would say that I'm an artist and an artsy person and a maker, but somehow I think it was maybe more important to me when I was younger to like sort of look forward to making, you know, a piece regardless of if it was written or painted or something. And now I'm just like, I like it when people drink tea from the things I make. I like, you know, if people put tulips in a vase that I've made. And I do like experimenting and doing stuff, but it's kind of funny to realize that it's not important to me in the same way that it maybe was. Like, does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. No, it does. And it's, it's just... Maybe it's like, I don't know if it's, you know, a lack of ambition or, you know, just that I'm a Hufflepuff, but I don't know. Like, I obviously part of me is like, I'm going to make this weird vase and I'm going to charge a million dollars for it. But I do, I like being a production artist. I do. Like, it's, it's nice to know that you have the skill to do this thing over and over again and you can sit there and sort of, you know, listen to podcasts and do your thing. But, I don't know. Like, I don't don't know if there's an answer, but like, yes, I I agree that sometimes it's easier to talk about the things that, like, I think sometimes I might have a harder time calling myself a writer than, you know, a potter or a ceramic artist, even though I have, you know, I've been paid a lot more for my actual writing. Like, that's my job. But I think maybe like with your painting, you know, writing is in my heart and for my heart. Like, that is my soul in a different way. Where the putter is just like, this is a thing that I like to do and I'm good at. And, you know, like it is important for my soul, but it's more that this is like when you found glass and it's just like, yes, yes, this is the thing. This is a thing. I try all these other things and they're fun, but somehow this is the thing that I'm locked into. You know, there I read um, a YA book recently that's about it's a world where there are different kinds of magic and they're all related to a material. It's called The Paper Magician. I'll link it in the show notes. So there's like paper, water, uh, rubber, like just different literal materials. And you bond to that material at a certain point, kind of like, you know, in all way, you have to pick your faction. Uh, But once you've bonded to that material in a magic ritual, you can never perform magic with anything else. Hmm. And fortunately, that is not the case here. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you're just like, this is the thing. I wouldn't have known this was the thing without trying. But sometimes it just is. And it's it's funny with the leveling up because I've been thinking about that for two weeks since the last time we recorded when you talked about like I've leveled up in my sewing over this past year because like I said then I hadn't thought of it that I was like you know and I, I think in my head I was just like there's this very big span of okay and okay uh, you know like you can be a novice sewer and then you're an okay sewer for a super long time and then you're a really good sewer and I was like <laughs> well I'm still in that big okay wasteland not wasteland but like that area and then I'm like no because I'm I have really really leveled up in a way that is also like makes me feel more like like a seamstress rather than a a sewer which is interesting because there's a whole history of, of seamstress being a fairly low title because women weren't allowed to be tailors blah 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 but it's like it's it, it was really nice to to have you to point out to me that <laughs> like hey you know, you're not, and it's not that like the stuff I was making before is bad. I mean, yes, sometimes I'm sloppy uh, and and impatient, but just like I have leveled up both in the techniques that I know and that I've mastered and in 
taking the time to press things, taking the time to make, you know, a, a fitting toile or redoing something that's not quite right instead of just like, you know, taking a picture, making sure to stand so you can't see the mistake and then never actually wearing the thing in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, I, I will be completely transparent, though. Like in the past few weeks, I've also had I've been humbled because like I had a couple of kiln explosions because I didn't uh, wait long enough for a few bigger things to dry. Totally my fault. Uh, so and I mean, also sometimes. So your kiln didn't explode. No, no, no. The, the thing inside oh, the God. kiln exploded. Oh, that would be terrifying. Okay. No, no, no. Because uh, you have in the show notes kiln explosions. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no. That's no, no. going to be a thing. Yeah, no. Th- <laughs> things in. So like a big vase and a big uh bowl i was actually considering because the the vase was still like it was still together it's like a big part of the wall on the outside had blown off and i was like this could actually be kind of a cool art piece oh you could do the was it uh kintsukuri what is it kintsugi is that what yeah the when you mend things with gold well no because it's it's just all crumbs and tiny pieces um but just like having an art piece where just these like chunks have come off in that sort of an organic way and it almost looks like a craggy mountainside Ooh, so intentional kiln explosion pieces that is impossible (laughs) but just the (laughs) one that is there um and also like i've been having a couple of of dresses that i've been working on that have just I think one of them I had to remake certain parts of it and try to figure out what wasn't right, like, I don't know, at least 10 times. But I I did it, which is good. But it was also because I had been, like, gotten overconfident and just been like, well, you know, I've done this. I can do this again. And then, you know, fabric behaves differently or a couple of centimeters here and there make a huge difference. Or I tried Mm -hmm. to do a design thing that didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And... I try to be kind of zen about it and be like, it is good to be humbled. It's, but part of me was just like, you know, when you're just like, I don't want it anymore. I don't, you just like shut the door to wherever the chaos is. And you're like, I, I'm i not doing this anymore. Maybe, maybe part of me, just like a five-year-old and part of me, it was also a day when I was getting a fever again. So I think I was a little cranky when you're just like, what if I can't do pottery anymore? What if I'm just bad at it now? Uh, oh, the, it's like that's the the progression of getting better at things right like sometimes <laughs> you're in that dip but overall you're better but when it dips down it dips down hard and it is it is sometimes very difficult to deal with so what i did instead was i picked up a new craft obviously no uh you remember that- i mean that is the solution <laughs> 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 well this one's obviously done flip the table burn it all in a fire and then and uh, move on what did you get what is this new thing well i i was talking about this before uh before the holidays that i'd be cu- been curious about trying out lino cuts you know like where you carve out linoleum and then you stamp it Uh, Like you print it onto things. And what actually got me to pull the trigger and buy a kit and some supplies is um, we were talking about like fun stuff that could because actually it started out talking about packaging because on like TikTok and Instagram, you see people who do the most amazing like packaging for the things that they make and sell. So it's like, you know, like printed tissue paper and these special boxes and like, and I was like, I just need to make sure my things don't break when I send them. And then I also got into a whole like, I wonder if they do the math on how much that packaging costs. Cause I mean, I mm-hmm. love getting things that are packaged beautifully, but I'm also like, have you figured out your, I, I get into like, 
weird accountant mode and I'm like, have you done, the, you know, your whole debit credit? But anyway. No, I get it. I mean, so far right now I'm using like the free boxes from the post office and like <laughs> all of like recycled, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. packing equipment, like packing stuff for inside. So like my, the glass sheets come in this paper uh, to keep them from, you know, clinking against each other. Mm-hmm. And I use that to like package up the pieces that I sell. So I'm like, yeah. I'm environmental. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Except I'm being really cheap. But but I was talking about like maybe I should because I had for a while I had some just like round stickers that I put on that just had one of my tentacle mugs uh, that I put on the paper bags that I used at markets just to make it like a little more fun and personalized. And I've been talking about like should I get a stamp with like a logo And then I was like, somehow we started talking and basically I've ordered a bunch of those like paper coasters and I'm going to make a lino cut of tentacles and just like make a ton of coasters because they make so much sense with mugs. Right. I love I love that idea. Uh, And then I'm like, I'm going to make it probably two sided because I like I I know we're both like bad at this because I'm like, okay, I can have the name on the back, but I don't want the tentacle to like I want someone to want to use this because it's a fun coaster, you know. But it's just like it was just such a fun idea and it made me a little excited and I, you know, to to think about markets and also just like, you know, I can plop them in a box if I ship them just to like everyone loves free stuff. Right. Uh, and it's just fun to be like, hey, you, you you're going to want to set this mug on something because it's hot. And it, again, also, it push, pushed me to actually have an excuse to buy the the lino kit and just be like, oh, I'm going to carve here. I'm totally going to, I should wear Kevlar gloves because, again, I'm accident prone. I'm not looking at my fingers and all the weird scars that I have <laughs> all over. I'm sure you are also there with me now. Do you Do you still have no fingerprints? Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty rough. Sometimes I can't even open my phone. <laughs> yeah. I have that every time I come out of the studio because, uh, you know, my hands are in water forever so i can't open my phone for at least like 15 minutes after i'm done because my fingerprints are so bloated i mean even when i wear gloves it still makes a giant mess if i'm like using the grinder all day <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. let's take a break to talk about today's sponsor do you both love pen and paper as creative people as hopefully wait a minute we love people? pen and paper we love pen and paper. We don't. <laughs> i do oh we do we do hard <laughs> uh and so does baron fig You know, they started in 2013. They sold almost 10,000 Confidant notebooks in the first 30 days. And that made them realize that there was lack of quality thinker products on the market. And, you know, when you find that gap, you make that. Since then, they have expanded their line uh, of tools for thinkers to include notebooks and writing instruments and bags and accessories and so much more. And I have so many of their products. Uh, This is no lie. I'm totally legit have been a customer of Baron Fig for a long time. I have backpacks and notebooks. But now you also got your idea tool set, the new thing, right? Yeah. um, This, this case, this (laughs) <laughs> okay, so it, it's a case, it's a notebook, and it's a pen, and it's like, like this zipper whole zipper ASMR. Do it again. Tools. <laughs> the zipper feels so good. It's this matte plastic. I can't stop fiddling with it. It's really actually very lovely. It's like it's a metal. It's kind of cut. I don't even know how they make it, but it's it feels really wonderful. It has a really cool contrasting color. I'm trying to explain this to you because. It actually looks neat. There's so many officey products that look a little bit. Dale, <laughs> I, I want to say I'm not trying to badmouth anyone else's choices, but like 
this has like a little pop of color. It has yellow stitching. I got like this green one and it's a really nice like green sage color that's like mm-hmm. really on point with all the earthy tones that are going on. Well, I feel like it's not it's not like samey. You know, like this is, a, a, you know, if, if you're holding that pen in when offices are a thing again, you know, somebody is more likely to ask you what your pen is, right? Even if you're not nutty people like us who will always bring in weird pens to work. But you know what I mean? Like just looking at it, it's not just a samey pen, right? Oh, no, no. I, I have a whole bunch of the different editions. I have one with a cute little ghost on it. It's They... They're always bringing out new stuff. And so with this idea tool set, I was really shocked when it showed up. And usually like when you have a notebook cover, it really doesn't fit that much. You know, like you put the notebook in and you put the pen in and then you're like, well, there there goes all my space. With this, it's still so sleek. I could fit my giant phone. I have like the biggest phone, just (laughs) whatever the biggest phone is. That's the one I have. I can totally fit it in here with the notebook and zip it all up. And it's actually kind of really nice to be able to like bring it out because you can get these in sketchbooks. They're not even just lined I was lined just about notebooks. to say, I'm just like imagining sort of, you know, putting, uh, I don't know, like a, a, a Fig Newton, your phone and a sketchbook in the case and like going down to the beach and getting to feel like a super artist. Uh, you might, you might crush the Fig Newton. They're, they're a little, those are a little thick. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> maybe some fruit, fruit leather, some crackers. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Fruit, fruit leathers. A few of them actually stacked up. That will be fine. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, you can treat this kind of like as a little travel sketchbook situation. If you're a writer, you can write notes in it. If you're just a you know, perpetual note taker, uh, someone who likes to write down recipes or lists. There's so much stuff that you can use this little idea tool set for because it all just compacts together. You could throw it in your bag. For me, when I just throw a notebook into a bag, I hate that stuff gets into the notebook or the pages Mm -hmm. get bent or something happens. With this case, you can just zip it all up and keep it all compact and you have it right in your bag. And it's, it's a really, really awesome thing. So what's awesome awesomer yeah what's awesomer about this is that listeners of make do can use the code make do and get 20 percent off your own idea tool set so this includes the confident notebook in any kind of style and color that you want you get to choose there's a little drop down menus a squire pen also choose your color and a guardian case also choose your color so you can kind of customize this to whatever you want you can make them all match you can make them all different it's it's actually kind of fun to pick it out and so i think you should all go and treat yourself with code make do and 20% off a whole idea tool set. Another thing that I think is kind of cool is that it's not just about, you know, helping people be inspired and do all this stuff. Baron Fig is also dedicated to leaving the earth better than they found it. For every confidant notebook sold, Baron Fig plants a tree which I think is really cool. So yeah, you get a tool, you get a confidant notebook, you get a squire pen, you get a guardian case and a tree. Like, come on. I want to get like continuous pictures of this tree that I have sponsored. <laughs> Just like now it is two feet tall. Now it is eight feet tall. Uh, you don't have to do that, Baron Fig. Uh, but to get your tool set and plant a tree today, go to baronfig.com And don't forget to use that code MAKEDO at checkout and you'll receive 20% off your purchase of the idea tool set. Baron Fig, do your best thinking. Thanks to Baron Fig for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Again, we really appreciate their support. We appreciate your support. Uh, so use that code and show us that you love us. <laughs> so I feel like overall, we've both grown here. If we're thinking about this kind of as a, it's been three years since we started talking and how 
I, I don't know, like, I whoa, I just got a whole something washed over me here. I feel a little bit more grown up. <laughs> it just because we're not we're, we've we've been forced to realize that we're not just like kids playing with with finger paints that we yeah. are actually legitimate people making actual art yeah like grown-ups making things and having confidence and confidence is cool and it's it's less cool to uh you know put yourself down all the time and feel completely inadequate constantly uh, I think one of the other changing points like that was one of those memes that I think we've talked about before was, am I even good enough to have imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. almost like made me think like, why am I even worrying about being good enough? Like, I'm super happy. Like, okay, finding doing stained glass stuff. And I'm sure fi- like for you, when you found like your things, it's like, and you how you were just saying, you don't have the ambitions to become this great artist that is opening galleries and and displaying your work and having it be bought for, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars. That's not where we are in our lives or what we seem to have ambition for. It's mm-hmm. like our ambitions are making stuff. And I think that that's a lot of our listeners too. Like that's the ambition, whether it's like your side hustle, it's your main source of income. And we want to make things that make people smile more than always like be impressed, maybe. I mean, we want to impress people, but yeah, yeah, you want to impress people, but like, because you want to produce a quality thing. Like, that's what I focus on when I'm making something like I want it to look technically wonderful, like clean. I don't want anyone to see any flaws. I want to work on like precision. And I also want to make stuff that makes me really happy and Mm -hmm. makes me feel good and complete. And like, when I look at it, I'm like, ah, gosh, I can't believe I made that. I love it so much. Even if it's really, really simple. Sometimes like, you're just like, I just love this thing. This thing that I made is so me and it's so fun and I can make a bunch of them and I can, and other people seem to really like it too. And it's like that feeling that's enough. And that feels so great on its own. And honestly, like, being in this kind of place and I'm really looking forward to the hope that there will still be like another um, uh, town craft fair that we mm-hmm. had last year in their, the social distance way that they did it last year. I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but I'm still hoping it's still on in whatever fashion. And it's like, I'm so excited to produce enough stuff to sell it that again. And this time I'm focusing on the glass stuff and it just, it feels really good. And you're going to have so much fun thinking of fun ways to display your glass pieces. Oh, I'm just already like, ready. I have oh, like a right. whole thing for it's like, hang on. It's like a, a whole situation here. Because, you know, glass falls and breaks and you don't want that to happen. Well, keeping them from tarnishing is going to be the trickiest part. Like as I make them, be like, please, horrible salty air. Don't tarnish everything that I make like in a day. Uh, but no, in general, like it just feels so wonderful to not feel anxious about making something and I don't think I've, I've felt that in a really long time if ever and that's how I feel now with this and it's a it's a really great thing and I think that having this show with you has has helped uh pull that out and make that like a cool confident thing to be instead mm-hmm. of you know afraid of the things that I make and worrying if it's good enough or if I'm good enough yeah who knew talking it's a good <sighs> thing I know <laughs> I f- it's it's funny because 
I've joked a bunch of times over the past year that like everyone should just start podcasts as an excuse to make themselves have the routine of talking to their friends, uh, which I don't think that's actually probably a good idea for for a lot of people. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have either. Um, but I I agree. Like this having 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 to talk about it in a I hesitate to say structured uh, way, but <laughs> but talking about art in this like. I can't get out of it, you know, like it, it's not like, uh, you know, every other episode, it can be like, can we just talk about puppies this week? You know, like I have to, we have to talk about it and think about it, which is, you know, scary, but also really cool. And I agree, like, I feel like we've both, I don't know, evolved, grown, grown up. We, t- we test talked our way into confidence. <laughs> That's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just, uh, I mean, this wasn't meant to be like an anniversary episode, but it kind of is because, you know, part of part of, of talking about the glass thing, because, you know, you've been, it, it's it's a new thing in your life, but it does have that thing, we, you know, we were talking really early on about like, how do you find, and have had episodes, but like, how do you find a craft? And it's not like you can guess. It's not like, well, your love language is acts of service. So obviously, you're going to want to get into quilting, you know, like it's you may have to kiss a lot of craft frogs, right? <laughs> or <laughs> no? <laughs> yes. No, 100%. Yes, I'm very much visualizing this. <laughs> or just, you know, meeting very nice frogs who just aren't your frog. Uh, or whatever it might be, you know, but no, I can I I am just thinking of the pile of discarded kissed frogs that I have gone through. <laughs> <laughs> What's good about crafts, though, is that uh, y- you you can have you can be polyfrogulous. Uh, <laughs> no, we're know. going far. We're going far. <laughs> real back, real back. <laughs> but um, it's just it's we've we've changed both like what we do and how and the way that we think about it and also we've had you guys out there uh who who are letting us into your ears along for the ride and you guys have made us think about a ton of cool things too and i try not to be jealous that so many of you are so gosh darn talented uh because even 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 with confidence and age and wisdom i am also a, a small angry child well, kind of like my jerky reason for starting doing glass making is like it's not really that easy to start. And mm-hmm. so right now I feel like, you know, You're top of the world. I do. <laughs> like I'm like I'm that rooster strutting along on this hill like ah. <laughs> I mean, yes, there's a, like a thousand better uh, glass artists than me out there, but right now in my little world like I'm kind of the only one doing it and it feels mm-hmm. awesome. It's just like you're the only potter I know in real life. So to me, <laughs> you're the best, <laughs> which do, awesome. do you want to know another craft that I actually also bought supplies for? Okay. I bought two component silicone to make molds of buttons that I already have so I can make like an, a, a good amount of buttons for things that I sew or knit. And also I bought different like micas and glitters of different sizes so I can make resin buttons, not just of the color I want, but make like bananas, clear buttons full of teal glitter and have, so I have this like, I can do for for the zipper, I can do, that is a little, little box full of vintage buttons that I usually only have like, you know, one or maybe four of and usually not in a color 
that will fit my project, but I'm going to try making molds and then making my own resin buttons, which feels like a whole new level of bananas for making yeah, my own Yeah, that is a whole... Okay, you need to report when you actually make the buttons because um, knowing us and knowing you and knowing how crafts work and how, how <laughs> ambitions I'm going to be drowning crafts, in buttons. <laughs> um, either you're going to be drowning in buttons and that's going to become your lifelong like dedicated thing. It's like making buttons or, or you'll check in in a year and I'll be like, oh, right. I'm going to get around to that. Yeah. you Or you'll never have done it or you'll have done it once and then forgot about it. <laughs> I, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You can go and find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. Well, not and Julia Scott, at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. <laughs> Don't forget to head on over to baronfig.com where you can get your very own idea tool set and use code make do. And if you don't want to head over to baronfig.com, it's in our show notes. So if you are just right now, there's like one sentence clickety, left. Clickety. Yeah, go now. Go now. Um, and we'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, you go make and do and get some tool sets. <laughs> or, or resin. I, or resin. Well, you know what? You go make. And you go do however you need to do, however you need to make. And uh, this has been a confidence episode. So hmm. <laughs> go make, do, and have confidence in what you're doing. And rejoice in just making. I thought you were going to say, this is Tiff Arment signing off. <laughs> you have that very newscastery sound. Hi. Just going into <laughs> that sentence. <laughs> Whew.